This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker Spine and Orthopedic Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Mike Boblitz, CEO of Tallahassee Orthopedic Clinic. Mike, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. And my pleasure to be here with you. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about, and really I'm excited to get into the nitty-gritty of Tallahassee Orthopedic Clinic's strategic growth plan. But before we do that, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. I uh, started uh, way back when in finance with the University of Virginia Physicians Group and learned a ton about the physician practice side of the equation, but then started to fall in love with strategy and healthcare strategy. And since my time at UVA, I pretty much devoted my entire career uh, to leadership roles in strategy and business development with some great institutions such as John Hopkins and um, Currently, I'm now serving as CEO of uh, Tallahassee Orthopedic Clinic down in Tallahassee, Florida. So I've kind of come full circle and back on the physician practice side of the equation again, and um, but bringing uh, my strategic planning knowledge to really help. As you know, uh, any healthcare industry, physician practice and medical groups, especially, you know, the key now is having a, a very thoughtful vision as to how to continue to be successful in these crazy times we're in in healthcare. Absolutely. I think, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head there in terms of having this thoughtful vision of what it'll look like in the future and then those steps to get there. So I understand that you have a pretty unique strategy for Tallahassee Orthopedic Clinic to really build a great culture and realize that growth at the end of your vision. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So, you know, with any organization that I've, I've stepped into, I I really try to to not rush into any you know um, conclusions, but rather you know really try to take a step back and and, and understand obviously the market because every market's different and and just as important look ourselves in the mirror and understand both the good and the bad within the organization and and start to lay out a new strategic plan and and as you do that you know every organization has you know most have uh, a mission and a vision and values but. Once you have this uh, a new strategic plan, a new vision, you really have to, as a leader, step back and test, well, is that mission, vision, and values, is that really the right fit you know, for us and where we think we need to be? And So in regards to culture, and I've, I've learned this a lot with my strategic background, that a lot of organizations have these values and great words like integrity or honesty or respect, really, really thoughtful. The challenge, and unfortunately most organizations make the mistake, to really connect those values to the employee and where it's meaningful. So in my in my view, uh, as I've sat here in, at TOC, and, and we call Tallahassee Orthopedic Clinic uh, TOC, as I've, I've really took time to dissect our strategy and start to roll it out and then think about culture and our values. To me, it, it's crystal clear our people power our organization. And so it's nothing more suitable than to come up with values as power. Um, P for passion, O for ownership, W for we, not I. It, it's about a team. E for excellence and R for recognition, which is, in my opinion, really the most important part because we have tremendous uh, workforce and and we need to do a better job recognizing the good work and so as I've done that it's uh, been very well received um, and I know it's working we just approved this new uh, strategic plan with their mission vision values in February and so I've been going out to different offices um, and last Friday I visited uh, one of our regional offices about 90 minutes um, west of here and was speaking about you know our new values and our culture and and I and as I started uh, before I even got into it I 
I asked the group, I said, is anyone here uh, familiar with the new values and could you recite? And, and, and it was just so perfect. A nice lady named Vanessa, she's an athletic trainer out in that, that facility. She raised her hand and, and she nailed it. And, and it went even so further, she put her own spin on how you apply passion and ownership and we not I and excellence and recognition. And so, so I know uh, I'm, I'm starting to connect the dots. And again, that's just something that unfortunately a lot of our other organizations just don't appreciate is how to, how to make it meaningful. Absolutely. I, I think that, you know, it's so interesting to hear and have that great example in terms of making it meaningful. So it's not just words on a paper or on a poster that's in the staff room, but something that the team can live out every day. And, you know, when you think about integrating that into the daily ins and outs and operations of the practice, um, you know, how far ahead are you are you looking um, and really what does it take to make that part of the everyday culture? You know, so um, again, power is so important, and, and and I say all the time as I speak to you know, our employees that we've got a you know a very uh, an amazing strategy, and uh, but without our people to power the strategy, it's it's a failure. And so so then now the key is you know making sure that the strategy is understood. And you know for us, you know we've been serving um, the the Big Bend as they call it in Florida for 50 years now, and. But and I'm looking at a map on my wall, and we we but we we now have offices north, south, east, and west, about an hour to two hours in each direction. But we still carry the Tallahassee name, and so we're going through a transition uh, to uh, more of a super regional uh, orthopedic organization, and we're kind of minimizing Tallahassee and focusing on TOC, which is a very familiar identity in in, in Florida, and then using the locations like TOC Tallahassee or TOC. Uh, Mariana or TRC um, Thomasville, as an example, as a way to kind of move us down that path. And then, you know, the other big piece is just kind of starting to understand value and uh, and really starting to embrace, you know, the the need of the purchaser and recognizing that, for example, just one example, uh, cost of care is just too much of a burden for employers and certainly the consumer. And so we're really trying to weave all that into kind of a value lens as we as we proceed in our uh, path in uh, strategy. Got it. I think it's so interesting in terms of looking at the brand and rebranding so that you can go far beyond Tallahassee and, and really increase your footprint. What's next for your growth? And, and when you think about the next few years, um, what will it take to bring the practice to the next level and have that kind of regional um, grasp that you're hoping to have in the future? So this Sunday, actually, we're bringing in, I would say, a small army of physicians, and it's really exciting. We're uh, going to go out further than we have before, and then uh, we're going to enter the uh, Panama City market, and that allows us to do a lot of things. One, certainly to better serve a community, and, uh, and, and the map that I reference on my wall, uh, it shows dots of every household, and while currently we don't have a location in Panama City, there's a lot of dots, so there's those Patients are traveling about two hours back to see us in Tallahassee, so we could do a better job. And so we've uh, under contract to buy a large medical office there, and, and this Sunday we're bringing a lot of physicians in. And the objective is, over time, that market is about the same size as the greater Tallahassee market to where I see the opportunity where we'll double the size of our organization. And so going to Panama City is really a, 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 big, a big thing for us. Um, in addition to, to Panama, you know, the going back to cost and 
employers are having a real hard time with this. The payer is struggling. So, so actually, to your credit, you, you mentioned in one of your um, publications that we invested in the Mako robot this past uh, January. And we're really uh, starting to really better embrace, you know, the community desire to experience a joint replacement in an ambulatory surgery setting. And according to some of the larger healthcare insurers in Florida, uh, by doing that, it actually saves the employer 30 to 40%. And then most importantly, it actually is a win for the consumer, the patient, because they now get to park at the front door. Uh, they have a good experience and they're having a matter of hours. So it's a win-win for everybody. So we're excited about that. And you know, the, the next item is we're, um, we, we've been the, for decades, the team physician for Florida State University, which is such a privilege and just a, such a part of our tradition and history. And so we're in early talks about building a, uh, a really innovative uh, sports medicine complex uh, where they would have uh, sports performance and weight room and coaches, coaches and offices and then uh, on a, a top floor sports medicine services that overlooks the uh, the football field. And so we're excited about the opportunity to do that too. So we, it really goes on and on. There's a lot we have kind of coming in the near future for TOC and to better serve the, uh, the North Florida community. That's amazing to think about it. And really, as you mentioned, a lot to be excited about. Is there anything else when you look on the horizon that, you know, really gets you going or anything that makes you nervous? Oh, something that gets me going. So going back to value, um, I believe that, and, and I spend a lot of times meeting with the purchasers, and it's no longer just the insurance company, but there's employers for us because of our history in sports. It's really spending time with uh, local universities and high schools and really kind of understanding, you know, what their needs are and, and they really try to change you know, our delivery model to fit those needs. And something we're really going to embrace this year is uh, what's referred to as patient-reported outcomes, where you know, we have 225,000 patients a year. So that's a pretty good data set. And, and we know because our reputation is so strong in the community and we hear it from referring physicians that our outcomes are great, but you still need data. And to have 225,000 patients where uh, when they have a procedure, uh, to actually get a, uh, a preoperative um, survey and then a postoperative survey, not only immediately, but over months and even years later, we have data to be able to demonstrate that we are really making patients better, faster than anybody else. And so I'm, I'm really excited about uh, our embrace of quality and cost reduction. You know, the other thing that I think is, is really important is a TOC is actually the first in the country in use of mid-level providers or um, APPs. And we actually have had several organizations since I've been here uh, come visit and, and ask how we do it. And it's, it's something that just our providers, our physicians have embraced. But the, the trick is with orthopedics being so subspecialized, you really, it, it, the, to, to access that talent for a new physician assistant that, that has the right skill set, it's getting more and more challenging. So I'm in some exciting talks with Florida State University that has a physician assistant program to add an uh, orthopedic-focused fellowship uh, for an additional year that would give us tremendous access to talent and to better support you know, our growth plans. And so that's just another simple example of uh, some really the, the good work we're doing here. 
Absolutely. Wow, that's fascinating and really interesting to think about in terms of the different programs, whether it's the value-based care. Um, I know that, you know, is something a lot of different um, practices and surgery centers are trying to figure out right now. And then to using some of the mid-level providers and developing the program with Florida State University. Um, that all sounds amazing. And I, I want to go back just real quick and thinking about the value-based care part of it. What kind of investments do you need to make in order to develop a program that, um, you know, will we'll work out well for you? What do you do in order to make sure you, that's done right? You know, that's, that's such a great question. There's, there's different tools or products that are out there that uh, are either already a part of your electronic record or, be, or integrated with your electronic records. That's, that's a, relatively speaking, it's a small investment. The bigger piece is just embracing value. And so it's changing the workflow to where you're in the exam room with the patient and going through your traditional uh, clinical workup to also take time to complete these patient-reported outcome surveys. It's just an additional step, but only a matter of minutes. But the value for the additional minutes is, is endless, in my opinion, for uh, the future of medicine. So it's, it's really going back to strategy and and our vision is to transition to become a leading value-based organization. It's kind of taking that down to the frontline worker and having them embrace that to where when they are in the exam room, they're not talking about you know, their traditional workflow, but also focus more on longitudinally. Are you really getting better and using this, these PROs, as we call them, to demonstrate value? Excellent. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. It's my pleasure. I look forward to it, too.